0: Welcome to your Mandatory Wellness Session. I'm your host, Anoop, And I'm your other host,
1: Samir. Samir!
0: Welcome to the season finale of Mandatory Wellness Session.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, is it really? Wow, how exciting.
0: Yeah, I know. We got picked up for a 20-episode season. We haven't figured out if we've gotten picked up for season two yet, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Fingers crossed. Oh my god, what's going to happen on this one? Is
1: someone going to be pregnant?
0: Well, I didn't want to. See. I mean, we're only two minutes in, but if we want to get skip to the end, yeah. Someone How may excited. Be Someone may or may not be dead, but we won't oh find god. out until next season. Oh.
1: Wow!
0: And oh I don't want to. I don't want to get people's hopes up, but there might be
1: an evil twin involved. Oh my god! Sort of a Sixth Sense Juno Korean drama situation. Oh, exactly excited.
0: that. That was actually the the original table pitch for this
1: podcast. <laughs> Imagine you have The Sixth Sense, Juno, and it's all in Korean. And mix, yeah, just mix that all up. Yes, yes. And
0: of course, it's about residency wellness. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's, yeah. That was the pitch. You know, I think we
0: mostly got picked up because they thought Elliot Page was attached, and I just didn't dissuade them of the
1: notion. <laughs> right, sure. I mean, I, I mean, you didn't tell them that. But admittedly, you also... It's sort of a lie by omission. Sure, sure.
0: They asked... And I didn't respond.
1: <laughs> okay, well, in that case, that's on them. I mean, when they didn't get a response, they shouldn't have just assumed that they were right. It's so weird.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: It was a weird choice, for sure. All right, well. Sure, sure. Well, so yeah, very exciting. Episode 20 Can you believe it? I mean, yeah. Alright, it's not it's not that (laughs) hot. No, no, it's not. It's it seems like a reasonable number. But it's actually interesting. It's been about a year, so we're recording this on April twenty third, and we actually just published episode eighteen on April eighteenth. By coincidence. And turns out, another coincidence, that was actually one year exactly to the date of our publication of episode one. Which oh my god. Crazy.
0: Wild.
1: A full year.
0: So what have we learned in a year of making this podcast? Oof. COVID.
1: Really sticking around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my main takeaway.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was like supposed to be a limited series <laughs> while we were doing less work because of COVID. I mean, the one thing I've learned is that we clearly
1: had enough time to record a yeah, podcast. So th- that actually is the conclusion, right? Because th- th- at first it was because we were like, oh, we have all this free time because we're not working as much because of COVID. And then... um we started working the same amount again. And we're like, Oh, actually turns out we could have just recorded this the whole time. (laughs) Like, yeah, it, it it just requires like some mild prioritization. That's like, Oh, it's, it's really not. Yes. Yeah. As I, a lesson I've learned
0: many times in my life, I probably have more free time than I think I do. (laughs)
1: It's, this is true. This is true. So yeah, let's see. What what have we learned in a year? What have we even discussed? Oh my God. Should have prepared. We had, we had our whole thing about the principles of medical ethics. That was early. Then we had a nice little series about coping mechanisms. That was fun. We discussed imposter syndrome. I actually always recommend that episode to people, Valley of Despair, as a, as a good starting point. I'm not sure if it's a good starting point, but I honestly, I just, I just think it's a good episode. I think it's a great
0: episode. Great title, too.
1: I love yeah. all of
0: our title bits.
1: You know, I got to say, yeah, I feel like we have, yeah, we, we've had very good titles.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, very punchy. This is just going to be us talking about how good our own <laughs> jokes are, but whatever.
1: More or less. I, I mean, wouldn't you can tell release our, the podcast if I didn't like it. So. I mean, you can tell from our high-pitched giggling that we enjoyed the jokes. Sure. You know, it's, it, it's interesting, most people don't know this, there's a lot of giggling that I cut out. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. We definitely edit out upwards of 50% of the laughter. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where it's like, there's a joke, and each of us are laughing for, like, combined, like, 20-30 seconds, and... All you need is five seconds to know that we enjoyed the joke. No one needs to hear us laugh for 30 seconds. It's really, it's, at some point I'm like, okay, you can stop laughing. It wasn't that good of a joke, you know?
0: There might, that might speak to some inner pathology that you want to censor your own enjoyment of something.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't, I mean, I, I just know, I feel like at some point there's only so much you want to listen. I, I would think, I don't know. Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, who wants to listen to somebody laugh for (laughs) upwards of 30 minutes? the episodes the records usually come out to around like two or three hours and just cutting out the laughter we get it down to an hour and a half
1: it's crazy and and, and then getting it down to an hour is just removing all the ums that's it (laughs) and that's the rest of
0: i've been saying that we should stop doing that synchronized 10 minute um at the top of the episode I know you say that that's the only way to sync up the audio, but I think there's an easier way. No, it's the only way. It's the only way. It's the only way to do it. Uh, I guess we should give people a warning before they get too far into this episode and they're like, where the fuck is the topic? <laughs> this, is a, this is an all-bits episode. We're not doing a topic this
1: week. Nothing. Our, our, our topic is going to be the enjoyment of friendship.
0: Yeah, you're just going to listen to two friends talking, you know, like 90% of other podcasts out there.
1: <laughs> and like 40% of ours. Sure, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do any other podcast stuff. We're, we're not gonna recap The Office. Uh, we're, we're not gonna interview famous comedians and other celebrities. Right. Neither of us are Barack Obama.
1: Uh, Despite the fact that I keep insisting that Samir be Barack Obama, he refuses. Uh, uh, Now, let me be clear. Uh, I've been asked uh, more than once uh, to be Barack Obama, uh, and that's not something I'm going to do. Sasha Malia, uh, go to
0: bed. (laughs) And this is where I insert my impeccable David Letterman impression.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. That Uh, was it. (laughs) That was great. I I do remember, actually, I used to... (laughs) I used to have a um, stand-up bit and this was like very classic college stand-up where I was like I need to just like fill time because I, I was performing a lot at this one open mic at, at college and um, it, it was like a stand-up showcase I, and I, was, I, was, I ended up hosting it for a semester so every week or two weeks I'd have to perform something and I didn't have that much material and there was one bit that I uh, was very funny which is just doing a Barack Obama voice and just saying the lyrics of songs it's actually hilarious it's a very <laughs> solid bit it's like very it's very funny. Like you you like you wouldn't think so. Um but just his cadence with like a rap song, hilarious. I would highly recommend.
0: Yes, that's one of my favorite bits as well is just to dramatically recite the lyrics of songs to people like verbatim without going into any lyricality at all.
1: <laughs> right. Uh Knees weak, uh, arms are heavy, Uh, there's uh, vomit on your sweater already. Uh, Mom's uh, spaghetti. Uh, Now Congress uh, would have you believe uh, that uh, I'm nervous, uh, but on the surface uh, I look calm and ready uh, to drop bombs. Uh, Well, you know, that's, you know, then then you're like, oh, I got (laughs) got political. I got got political there. That's the problem. You know, you don't want that. You don't want that. So it's like, hey, Barack, too real. (laughs) Chill. (laughs) Right. So. It's a good time. It's it's fun. I, I enjoy it. No, but yeah, it, also a thing we won't have, I don't think either of us is investigating an unsolved murder as far as I know.
0: I am investigating the unsolved murder of my wife, but that's just a thing I do in my free time.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wait. So wait, wait, wait. You 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 went from having not enough free time to record a podcast to having so much free time. You're now investigating this cold case and yep. also recording a podcast. Well, I'm very impressed. Well, I, is it free time? I mean, she was my wife. Like, I, <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's
0: I mean, it. yeah. Death did done do us part. Of course. That's a given. <laughs> But that's... still, it's weird. You know, her mom keeps calling me and saying like, hey, did you solve her murder yet? And I'm like, God. no. I'm recording God. a podcast with my friend Samir. God, I hate this bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: This my, my own fault for asking if you were investigating a murder. I, I
0: blame myself entirely. Right. But you were right in saying that this podcast is not about that. Because, again, it's true. That's, that's just a me thing. Totally separate. Totally right. separate. This is not a DD and d actual play podcast. Of course, we are both playing characters. Samir and Anoop, entirely fictional. Right. We're not even doctors.
1: <laughs> what's, what's, what's difficult, and, and this is hard for me to, to learn, is that I, I'd initially, you know... Auditioned to be um, in, a, in a TV show, and they were like, "You really do seem like a doctor. You're, you're Indian." End of list. Yeah, that was, that was it. Um, and so, you know, they were like, "You'd be perfect." But maybe just do a podcast. And I don't know what that was saying about me, the way I look, but um, hurtful, certainly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do know what it was saying about the way that we look. Yeah, we've I know. got. Faces for podcasts.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 we got a face for radio. Yeah, you know, it's a say, yeah, it's what it is. I'm the McDreamy of voices. Honestly, no one would ever say that about my voice. They'd be like, "Your voice is passable. It's okay." That would be such a nice compliment. That would be an amazing I was the compliment. Of oh my god, can you imagine that compliment? Dude, I, that would be one of those compliments. That's like the is that like the opposite of the embarrassing thing you think about at night? That, like ten years later, I would think about that compliment all the time. For the rest of my life. Yeah. I incredibly starved for compliments. It's true. Speaking of voices, a
0: front desk worker in the hospital once walked by my office while I was reading some cases. And she's like, oh, this is where the doctor with the good voice always sits. And to like the person oh, she was walking with
1: wait oh my god wait you should have actually gotten this compliment i have gotten this movie. compliment she didn't say i was the big of of i mean she, she might as well have she might as well have wow that's a wow what a what a great that's very enjoyable yeah compliments are awesome <laughs> damn man should i should i just dictate things casually more often so so people can hear me and be like oh damn that guy Yeah, I don't know if dictation is, like,
0: the best mood, though. I definitely dictate angrily most of the time. (laughs) There's that guy who's, like, abusing
1: his dictaphone? Yeah. The
0: patient has appendicitis, and he seems really mad about it. (laughs) I don't know, he said no abscess
1: or perforation, but he still seems upset. He's mad. Oh, maybe it's because the history said patient has abdomen. That could be why. (laughs) That is usually what? <laughs> <laughs> the reason.
0: I find, and this is just, you know, obviously I'm, I'm only, you know, third year resident. I haven't seen every case. But I find most patients do have abdomens. And so
1: Yeah, I don't find it to be particularly useful because it's so ubiquitous. Hmm. It sounds like anecdotal data, though. I'd probably need something higher, like, quality than that. That's fair.
0: I, That's fair. But yeah. it's like one of those things. It's like, okay, if a patient has peripheral arterial disease. It's like, do you need to tell me they have diabetes, hypercholesterolemia, and they're a smoker? Of course. So it's like, if you tell me, oh, this patient is a human being, like, of course they have an
1: abdomen. Okay, all it's right. It's kind of a given. So so you say, so you well, say. No,
0: but if you told me, hey, the patient is sort of an amorphous ball of plasma that's having pain, right. I would be like, okay, well, this might not have an abdomen.
1: Right. Well, I mean, that's where plasmapheresis comes in
0: right yes you have to and exchange... then they're calling you like hey can you yeah. put a line in this amorphous ball of plasma Plasma. and i'm like how am i supposed to put a line in an amorphous ball of plasma like doesn't a dart. have a vascular Tur-
1: system turns out like a dart you just throw it in <laughs> yeah, you just kind of <laughs> push it in there <laughs> you push it you're like stay stay well actually the, the toughest part actually is you do that but the but the checklist that all these things have checklists on them is you have to secure the line and that's actually harder than getting the lion. The lion, you just throw it in, but securing it is like a whole different, I mean, that should be its own skill set.
0: Right, right. Cause it's like, well, how do I even choose the right suture, right? right. Am I going to go with like 2
1: proline? Or <laughs> what? The, issue. the issue is the suture choice for sure, not a question. Um, and we can all agree it's the suture. So. It's tough. <laughs> they don't teach you those things, you know? They don't. They don't. Well, the thing is, you always watch everyone else do, right? And everyone right. has a different suture they choose, right? They, and they don't explain their reason for it. They're just like, oh, well, this is what I use and it works. But inevitably, the patient in front of you, the amorous ball of plasma, is a little different than the previous ones you've seen. And then you're wondering, I- is this going to work the same way or was I missing kind of a key criterion that they were using to select this in the first place? Right, right.
0: It's like, sure, I've done so many lines at this point in time. But you know the second the attending's like, okay, you got this. You're going to walk into the room. That patient's going to be a ball of plasma <laughs> or a, like a set door or, you know, like there was one time I walk into the room, right? I can't even get two steps into the room because the patient is a gelatinous cube who has filled the entire space of the room. Actually important. So, yeah, I was going to ask. So, it like, they were fully
1: space filling.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing with gelatinous cubes is they're, as the name implies, they are gelatinous, of course, mm. but they tend to kind of fill up the container that they're in. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and actually, the, the interesting thing is, could they have just been a very large amorphous blob in that case? And because they were in a room that was smaller than their sort of expanse, they sure. became cube.
0: You know, and that was on me, because in my note, I put that the patient was an amorphous blob, right? But weirdly enough, later that day, I was walking out of the hospital. I saw the cube out in front of the hospital, and it was a cube still. Oh, and I was oh like, wow. oh Yeah. So so okay, I, yeah. I, and it was one of those really frustrating things where you're like, I don't have to change my note right now. But then you feel guilty. So I turned
1: around, I dented my notes. I said, oh, you know, he's a gelatinous cube. One of the most frustrating things to me, so we have several different hospitals with different EMRs, and both the VA with CPRS and PowerChart, when you addend a note, it like, you, you can't just addend it in a way where it kind of records that, and you can just like change the note. It adds an addendum to it, but the addendum is sort of not in the classic way you read a note. So people reading through it will read amorphous blob. And then if they look and see the addendum, they're like, oh, actually it was a gelatinous cube, but it it doesn't fit the narrative of the note. This is actually Uh. a callback in some way to our episode three, the Sapso note, you know, I'm all about narrative and notes. I mean, right? narrative is very important, you know. I mean, no one wants to read a note and then be like, oh, oh, crap. This addendum actually changed the entire way I should look at this note. If only I had seen that when I was reading it. It's sort of a t- entirely separate part to the note. It's just not.
0: And it's like, I thought I was reading a procedure note.
1: Turns out this is just a thank you
0: note.
1: <sighs> I, I fall into that trap before, I will say, because it, it starts off by saying um, the patient was prepped and draped in the usual sterile fashion i you know i scrubbed i gowned gloved and then i thanked them and I, I i get it you want to thank sterilely particularly in this day and age with covid mm-hmm. but it's it's tricky because i, I feel like it should be labeled more clearly like label it a sterile thank you right but just but not having a label just labeling it like brief note is a very i mean it's difficult for sure right yeah. right and then you get i mean
0: you know They'll because you're a resident, right? They're going to get on your case about sterile technique during a thank you. And it's like, but the attending, you know, they're just walking into the room, you know, maybe one glove, maybe single glove. And they're, they're like, hey, thanks. I'm like, really?
1: But I got to do the whole thing. Right. And then someone's like, oh, you got to wear a hat here. I'm like, I'm how could that possibly affect the thank you? But those are the rules. Those are the rules.
0: Those are the rules. I mean, it's hospital policy. And if I don't do it, I've got an administrator halfway
1: up my ass being like, <laughs> proper thank you protocol. Also, the thing is, when they're halfway up my ass, they're never sterile about it, which is ridiculous. I mean, I understand I understand it's a dirty field, but come on. <laughs> so we're going to edit all of that out, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot. But maybe we should edit some of it out. <laughs> no, it's all going in. It's oops all bits, severe. It's oops true. all bits. <laughs> all of them.
1: Yeah. I thought there was an original point, though. About this blob. Putting a line in.
0: I don't think... I think there couldn't have been an original point, because that is the antithesis of this episode. That's there a very good no point. But I, I,
1: there was a bit I wanted to branch off but I just don't remember it. <laughs>
0: It's improv, Samir. You gotta keep moving. Yeah, the past gotta, is the uh, past. It's dead to us.
1: It, it's true. It's true.
0: I didn't ask you, though. How's it going? Oh. <laughs> 20 minutes into the episode, how are you doing?
1: Blobs aside, I'm great.
0: <laughs> As always. That's yes. that kind of caveat any time I ask you, how's it going? Blobs aside. Blobs aside. <laughs> because no, if you yeah. ask me, how's it going, and you wanted me to talk about the blobs, that clear your.
1: Clear your fucking schedule, man. I'll talk <laughs> right, about the blobs twenty-four-seven. Be... Yeah, 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 I'll talk your blob off. That's what I call ears now. Um, so, <laughs> how's it going? It's yeah. I, I would say it's overall fine. I'm on I'm on research right now. I'm also taking the step three in a few weeks, like two and a half weeks, which um, you know would be better if I weren't. But it's fine. Um, it's okay. I'm doing U World again. U World questions, um, which has its own sort of PTSD associated with, with it, which is um, which is fun. It's actually interesting. On a like a I'm like a slightly more serious note, it's very weird to be doing these questions and to be like, "Oh, I definitely know the answer to this," and then I'm wrong because medical like guidelines have changed in like, the last three years. And I was like, "What? The, what is this?" I I like I, It's so much worse when I'm like sure about an answer because I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know this guideline," and then it's changed. I'm like, "This is bullshit." I'm, I'm not very a Satisfied. It's like it's, it's, it's really dumb. I'm not a fan of it at all. Like, no wait, that, that's illegal. I'm sorry. Yeah. When right? I learned what? this, that's it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I get it. Like ten years later, sure. Three years? Come on. And it was one of those things that like was like hammered into our head. In this case, the specific thing I'm thinking of it's if somebody's like diagnosed with gonorrhea, you should treat them as if they have both gonorrhea and chlamydia with ceftrax and azithromycin. Turns out, not the recommendation anymore because chlamydia is, like, super resistant to azithra. And I was like, that—I've been tested on that specific fact at least, like, seven times in med school. Yeah. Do you think that has
0: anything to do with the number of people we've just been giving azithromycin?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. For no fucking reason. I think that's a very prudent lesson on antibiotic (laughs) stewardship. (laughs) <laughs> but like, hmm, turns out giving azithro to everybody uh, means that things are really resistant to azithro now, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. So. See, I think the problem was that at the
0: front desk we had, of course, the bowl of mints, and then we had a bowl of azithro bites.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And people what? would get the two confused <laughs> all the. T- I mean, the number of times I'm like, oh, I want go to class and just pop a quick mint, and then I'm just eating a Right. I, I mean, I could not tell you. And the worst part is. Because of this whole, you know, idea of, you know, not wanting to, you know, not have waste within the hospital. Once you grab the azithra, you can't, like, put it back. And certainly once you're eating it, they don't want you to spit it out. It's it's not a good use of um, hospital resources. So, yeah, I got a lot of azithra. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like a pack of cigarettes, right? So, like, once they see that you're taking the azithra,
0: they're going to make you take the whole thing. Right. Yeah, because they want you to learn your lesson.
1: It's I've right. taken so
0: many courses of Azithromycin <laughs> by accident. You would not believe. And it's my fault. Well, it's kind of their fault cuz the container it is
1: indistinguishable from a Tic Tac container. That's true. It's very true also i don't know why for some reason in my head i was imagining i think my, my, my mind's still on the the blobs i was imagining some sort of azithro gel that you like eat and that's not how that works at
0: all i don't know why i was thinking that. well if you need to take a zithromycin during a marathon it's sort of a, a goo <laughs> that you can squeeze into your mouth
1: oh man I'm trying to imagine the scenario in which that happens. You're running a marathon. You're like, oh, fuck, do so I have walking pneumonia. Fuck. <laughs> I'm really short of
0: breath. Well, you're running a marathon. Now, no, it no. might be pneumonia.
1: It's probably what it is, is they're running a marathon. They're outside, so they're having allergies. So they stop at their PCP's office real quick. And they're like, hey, my nose is running. And then the PCP is like, oh, it's allergies. And they're like, can I have a pack, please? And the PCP is like, God, fucking yes, just leave. God damn it, just leave. And thus, here you go.
0: Azithromycin gel. They give them a letters.
1: tiny cup of water
0: <laughs> and some azithromycin. That's and dumb. admittedly, should they have planned the marathon so that it goes through a doctor's office? No, <laughs> that's just that doesn't make a
1: ton of sense. Right. That's I mean, it's for sure on them. Uh, I mean, you really are setting yourself up. But uh, man, what a time! So you're doing a lot of U World questions. Yeah, lately. I am. I, it's you know, it's it's, a, it's it's a struggle. I was doing it right before we uh, we started. It's always nice though when I get a urology question. So I just like, boom, like power through that. Like I was just on peds urology and there was a question that was just like a, like, obviously it's your world. So it's literally from a textbook, like posterior urethral valves. And that question took me like one second and it was a two part question. So it took me two seconds and I was on with two questions and I was like, oh, this is huge. But most of them are not. Most of them are like things I like don't even remember a little. Or right. like, I remember, ju- I remember just enough to recognize the answer choices Which is, like, the worst place to be because I'm like, oh, I used to know it.
0: Yes, that is a very frustrating feeling. I, unfortunately, radiology does not get that satisfaction because the thing we struggle with is just the garbage image quality on these exams. It's like, no one could read this, let alone a radiologist. (laughs) Did you take a cell phone picture of a film 20 years ago on a Nokia brick
1: cell phone? And then upload it. Right. They're like, oh, this, this, should, this should be good. This is perfect. I, I will say another annoying thing. Like, I understand theoretically, even if it's a good quality image, you should be able to recognize it from the image, like this slice. But it's also like not how anyone actually looks at images. No. Right? Like fundamentally, like I get it. Should I be able to immediately pick this out? Maybe. But in reality, it's not an accurate clinical scenario because I would always have the whole deck to look through, the whole stack. And then I would scroll through to get a sense of like what is happening. Like it's just very annoying to me cuz I'm like even if the image is high quality you're not actually testing the way this happens in real life at all. No, it's so far from real life. And it's yeah. like when am I
0: going to confirm a finding on a single slice of a single view? Like not <laughs> right? in a million years. <laughs> yeah. It's totally ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. There's the classic radiology saying which is one view is no views, right? That's true. And, I mean that's that's all of these exams. It's just like one grainy view. <laughs> It's like they ran it through, they made it a JPEG 10,000 times, and
1: now it's got it's one pixel. It's just a gray pixel. <laughs> and they're like, where is it? You're like, alright, there. there yeah. You know, it's um, the, another bad feeling of the test is when there's like a scenario, I'm like, okay, I guess I don't know, like do nothing, and like none of the astroses are do nothing, and I'm like Ugh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you should be doing something.
0: <laughs> but I don't know what. That, those are always, I mean, those are the ones you definitely want to get right right yeah. and it's a very, it's actually a very common question in radiology because they want you to know the things that do not need to be imaged anymore which like, is a little hilarious because of course whether or not they get imaged again is so out of my control <laughs> as a radiologist <laughs> like i can literally write benign finding do not follow up in six months i'm seeing that scan again <laughs>
1: you know it's actually it's it is very interesting this specific scenario has actually happened to me where i i would say i I was guilty of this and basically i i saw a patient they had gotten a non-con ct because they came in basically with a kidney stone and it showed an indeterminate mass in their kidney and they got referred to urology and we saw them were like you should get you know further imaging like you know with contrast to kind of figure out what's going on with this mass and then on that study they were like compared to the ct scan from 2010 no change and continues to look like a benign finding and I was like oh my god like and I, I hadn't I hadn't changed my view to even include cts that far back and obviously there were initial radiologists who saw the non-con hadn't seen it either but I still felt that I was like I ah, this was <laughs> the whole like wholly unnecessary
0: like yes, this person
1: yes. should not I mean every part of this was done like they saw us they got an additional ct scan they got contrast like none of that was needed at all it was just It'd be nice if the patient's just knew. <laughs> it, it would be nice <laughs> You know
0: what are you gonna do i mean if somebody told me i had a mass in my kidney and then i went and got a study
1: for it and they were like oh it's benign i'd still know that i yeah. think i yeah i guess but i suppose yeah it's hard to know though right if, if that's just because we're like in medicine so it, but like i'm like i think of the analogy where it's like if i went to my mechanic like 10 years ago and he's like oh like you're i don't know your carburetor's making noises or something and then 10 years later i got a different mechanic and they're like oh your carburetor's making noises i'd probably be like all right i guess fix it like i don't you know what i mean like i this is an awful analogy which is proof that i don't know the fuck i'm talking about i guess if you don't know that much about it maybe you would not retain it the same way because it's That's like not fair. fitting in a mental framework I'm, I'm not sure i don't know i feel like there was a, i feel like i actually did have a a, a, a thing to go off this of. okay well, if well while we're waiting for me to come up with whatever thing i was trying to remember how have you
0: been lately I forget if I did this bit. I don't think I did a bit on the last episode about how I'm on evenings, but I can't remember. I'm on evenings right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. It's a solid shift. It's it's uh it's in the evening, you just it's very busy at the beginning of the shift and then it slows down for the end of the shift, which is like perfect. Primo. Right? Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't mind being busy right when I walk in. I actually kind of like that because it's like the momentum will carry you through like half but, the shift. How
1: how far are you willing to take that? Like, are you okay with people just like throwing physical films at you? Contrast even? Well, that would be like
0: pretty confusing for me because yeah. I... Also also assault. Yeah, assault. <laughs> assault, for sure, for sure. That I'm used to. But, <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
1: But I would just be curious as to how they got physical films. Right, that's a good point. Right. Those are pretty hard to come by. It's true, unless you're a patient coming from an outside hospital. and That's the only records you have. In which case, I'm like, why would, what? All right, why would you have these? Most times, no. But I did see them recently. This was sometime last year, and a patient had physical films, and I was like, what?
0: Why? That's crazy to me. I've <laughs> never was, seen that. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> I got discs. I, I, yeah, of course. I, I get a lot of discs. And Classic they just discs. end up, like, in some workroom somewhere. Usually it's, like, whenever I come in. And, you know, I do one, like, medical rotation a year, pretty much. Like, ICU or CCU, right? And I'll show up and the workroom is just littered with discs from, like, months upon months. And I'm like, wait, the
1: confidential shred bin is, like, three feet away from here. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, with the question, though. So, like, you're saying, like, in, like, the ICU workroom. Yeah. So... Are those uploaded to, like, the system? I mean, I don't know. But they should have uploaded it when the
0: patient was here. Right. Four months ago.
1: Yeah, because when I get a disk, I upload it. Well, we used to be able to do it directly. I'm not sure we can anymore because most computers don't have, like, disk drives in the hospital. It's very annoying. But I will go, if I can can possibly look at it, upload it, and then be, like, mark it to be, like, transferred um, to the system. And then, but if not, then you you go to to radiology and you give it to them and they do it. And it's, like, up within a day. Right. And it's so 90% of computers in the hospital don't have disk drives. Is that, a, is that like a security thing? I don't know if it's a security thing or just
0: like it's people
1: don't really use disks anymore. Well, the thing is, people don't accept for the hospital Except because the of imaging. Yeah. Like, normally I agree with you. Like, my most recent laptop, no disk drive. Like, why would I need one? But- yeah the hospital it comes up a lot it comes up not infrequently so
0: then they come down to radiology and all they need to do is go to our front desk and say here's a disc can you upload it but instead they come to me and they're like hey can you look at these pictures and i'm like sure and then i put it in my <laughs> disc drive and i look at the pictures and I'm <laughs> and, like, it's, "And
1: they're like and it's, th- and it's their vacation pictures And you're like what are your thoughts <laughs> how do you think about this how do you like, you're like well i i've recently started doing photography as a hobby and my wife says these aren't very good but i think they're excellent and i was like oh well, i know an imaging expert yeah. <laughs> and so they
0: come down yeah they ask for my but the problem is it's like okay so now i run through it with them right. obviously
1: because that's what i'm here for i'm right. an imaging expert right? so right, i right. go through the pictures st- with them you stop looking at this urgency to somehow sometimes immediately and i'm like are you sure you don't want to keep reading that you're like no 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 Right. We'll look at your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Because the last word you said before I came in was herniation. I'm like, it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I immediately, I, I closed the program fully <laughs> so that they have my undivided attention. <laughs> I pull up these vacation photos. I go through them shot by shot. We talk about, you know, shot composition, lighting, ISO, all this stuff. You know, really, because I want them to get to a point where they feel like, you know, they don't need to come to me for everything. Sure, That they're comfortable with it, right? The problem that I run into is, like, you know, we talk 30 minutes, an hour. Obviously, I don't pick up the phone. (laughs) Which is so annoying, because the phone's going off, and I I see it. I see the tag. It's like, you know, ICU, neurosurgery, neuro ICU. And I'm like, guys, I'm busy, okay? (laughs) And then I talk to to the doc. Obviously, I go through all the pictures. And then he's like, hey, can you call my wife and explain it to her? And then I got to call his wife. And that's another hour, okay? I've got doctors lining up. They've come down to see me. And they're like, "Excuse me," and I'm like, "I'm sorry,
1: I'm on the phone," you know, because uh, I got to uh, finish this consult before I can right. move on. And then the worst part is, right? So then you're doing this, right? And inevitably, there's some hotshot surgeon who comes barging in there, and he's like, "No, no, no! Look at my vacation photos." And you're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, like you can't just pull rank. Like you gotta, you know, this there's an order to this."
0: Right, right. And I tell him, "Okay, you're next." And then there's another surgeon, and he says, "Hey, my patient And I'm like, "Look." There's an order to this, okay? There's an
1: order to this. Yeah, God, it's really ridiculous. I mean, no, I mean, I, 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 that's important though. You know, so I mean, so I am curious when you're when you're analyzing these pictures. Do you ever do people ever give you um, images where it's with like multiple cameras so you have more than one view? Like, well, like, ideally, like, so simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Some people, you know, they do like the panoramic, right? right? Which is good because I have five monitors so i can kind of i can oh, get lovely. the whole view on that's that lovely. right yeah, yeah and then some people it's just like multiple views but then every once in a while it's just like one shot and you're like come on
1: man like what right. am i supposed to do with this well it's, it's very tricky right because if you only have the one shot like the perspective is like is it that you are you know um that you're actually very far from the beach in this picture or um is that just sort of an illusion due to the type of lens you use then like the focal length like it's it's it's, it's very tricky to do unless you sort of have multiple shots or, or they've kind of given you reference points to establish. Right, right. And it's just, it's
0: such bullshit because it's like you came to me with a fucking question and then you give me this shit and right. you're like, what do you want from me, man? Like you could have called me beforehand. You know, we're always right. happy to say like, hey, I'm considering taking these pictures. Like what, what should I do? You know, how right. should I approach this?
1: And you're like, okay, it's at sunset. It's going to be low light. Consider either using a larger aperture Or a slower shutter speed instead they just crank up the iso and you got some grainy picture in there and like what do you that's not a solution right right i mean you know to the layman it's like well
0: the picture looks brighter right it's everything's perfect and like it's so far from perfect perfect we're just talking about okay now yeah and frankly best frankly get on fucking Expedia and book your tickets cuz you're going back. You just wasted a bunch of money and a bunch of time. You wasted my time. Right. You wasted your time. I got a line of surgeons out the door. Some, you know, they're like, "Hey, Amsterdam." Some is like, "Hey, Transcantorial Herniation."
1: It's like, "I, you know, and I got to figure out what's important." And I've never even been to Transcantorial Herniation. I've heard it's lovely this time of year.
0: Exactly.
1: But I can't travel because of
0: COVID. Ridiculous
1: ridiculous so anyway yeah so, so so covid's been been around for a while yeah yeah i, I think that was um, our original point and that's kind of how my day-to-day has been going <laughs> like, <laughs> all right so do you do, do you think it's better or worse
0: in the evenings i think it's it's hard to say because i think you get more people who just want to like shoot the shit and have a conversation in the evenings uh, and it's like, hey, I'm I'm like doing stuff. like I got a lot of stuff to do. This is we're leaving the bit a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this is like real. <laughs> this is real because I, when
1: I he, do because cause, cause when Anoop gets called about urgent herniations, he does in fact look at them immediately. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually they know. Usually, <laughs> yeah. it's like I'm joking, but like with it, it's a big finding. Anybody can see that. It's <laughs> like, true. It's true. It's usually more subtle stuff that they uh, honestly. About.
1: I remember for, for me personally, a very poor prognostic indicator as an intern was when I could open a scan and immediately see the problem. And I was like, oh, this patient is not doing well.
0: Right, right. Obvious findings are, they can be very bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at, in the evenings, I what I run into is nobody knows my schedule. So they assume that they're either like catching me as I'm about to walk out the door or that I'm here all night and they act accordingly when they feel like they're keeping me from going home they're always very apologetic but the right. thing is they're not keeping me from going home and their apologies are wasting my time <laughs> and i get very particular about this i this is this is where i'm i'm a very east coast in this mentality yeah, yeah. and and it it rubs southern californians the wrong way but i'm like you called me for a
1: reason anything in between Hello, and that reason is wasted time. <laughs> you know, I I have I, I think I'm getting more used to it. I, I'm I'm in the south, and there's a lot of this. Hi, like I'm calling you for a consult. How are you doing? And I'm like you're fucking calling me for a consult. How the fuck do you think I'm doing? But now I'm like oh, I'm doing fine. How about you? You know, I gotta gotta play the game a little bit. I, I I've I've adjusted. And I, I do try. What I do is I
0: try to put that at the end of the conversation. So they've already gotten their answer. And I'm like, you have a good rest of your day. You know, call me if you need anything. Yeah. That stuff. Because I, you don't care how I'm doing.
1: It's true. Wait, the, well, that, that's true. Well, that's the issue, right? It's not that I mind like a genuine conversation. Because if a friend calls me for a consult, oh. there will be, be a genuine exchange. But you're doing it just out of some, like, misguided sense of, like, politeness. But all you need for politeness is just sound polite. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need you to do the how are you. You can just, like, not sound like a dick on the phone, and I'm very happy to help. Yes. Like, it's that's all it is. So I don't... Yeah. Right. It's like, if I say,
0: hello, this is radiology, what can I help you with? And then you're like, oh, hi, this is such and such, how are you doing? And I'm like, you see, you ignored my question. <laughs>
1: <You're> like... <laughs> so so, so my my sister is gi and one time so she that's probably, probably happened more than once to her but she answered the phone for a consult and she's like hi this is gi and they the person on the phone from the ed was like oh this is gi like you don't have a name and she told me this story and my blood was boiling sure <laughs> that person's such a
0: douche <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's douchey obviously and then my immediate gut instinct, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here, is like, I mean, if she
1: wasn't a woman, would you it have done feels, that? I, it feels related, right? I, I think. I would think so. I don't know.
0: Right. It's just one of those things where it's like, shouldn't you be more respectful? I'm like, shouldn't you tell me your goddamn question well, and yeah, stop what, wasting my time? What is wrong? It's infuriating. But I don't mind. I Like, I don't mind, like, pleasant trees. Yeah, of But course. I just... I, I don't actually have time to, like, have a conversation because... The worst part is they can hear the phone ringing in the background. It's like if the next call has already started ringing and I can get through them like fast enough that they don't pile up like that, but uh, not if they want to have like a little conversation. How how frequently do you get called? Uh, In the beginning of my shift, it's like pretty much continuous.
1: Oh, really? Mom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it's it's I am the only radiologist in the hospital after 5 p.m. And I'm the only radiologist in the region to some extent. So I get calls from most multiple hospitals. Hmm. Multiple urgent cares in particular. And the urgent cares, they need, I think, the... I'm not sure if this is a regional guideline or just a level of comfort thing. But the PAs and NPs always need a radiologist to read their study before they can like send the patient
1: out. That's feels appropriate one could argue having seen some things that have been missed at urgent care by mds that probably should have a radiologist read some stuff there and most of the mds too as well i just feel like i get a lot of calls from pas and i
0: don't know that might just be the distribution of who's working at that time yeah so i'm not entirely sure how it works but all I know is I get a lot of calls about x-rays while I'm reading all the cross-sectional imaging from, like, the emergency room. So it's relatively pretty busy call-wise uh, for the early part. And then it's it's just natural distribution. It's like, as you get later in the evening, I'm pretty much only dealing with inpatients because, you know, people stop coming in as much to the urgent care. And then we get teleradiology about halfway through our shift.
1: I have a question for you. You said sure. x-rays. Sure. Do- did you say that partly because this is not just amongst your radiology colleagues or are you someone who will say x-rays? Because I've I've met radiologists who are very, they'll say radiographs because x-ray is not the actual image.
0: Oh, I usually say plain films. Oh, ooh, yeah, wow, old school. Yeah. A, I mean, uh, radiographs is equally accurate, but this is, that's a very radiologist thing to do, to be like, it it's is. not x-rays, it's radiographs. No, it, totally, it totally is. Yeah. Cause it's like uh, part of our job is semantics to some point. Like we deal <laughs> we deal in semantics. <laughs> it's like the difference between, you know, mild, moderate, severe, and could represent versus consistent with like we that's our whole gig. <laughs> that's the whole that's, that's what they pay us for. So could
1: be consistent with mild
0: could be consistent. Essentially, the more of those pop-up phrases, the less sure I am. <laughs> May represent possible mild to moderate
1: <laughs> organ.
0: Yeah, <laughs> spleen. Mild to moderate spleen.
1: <laughs> um, well, it's interesting. so I, I remember when I was on radiology. One, someone told me this this X ray radiograph thing, and I was like, "All right, fine." And then, secondly, um, I remember in one of those offices there was some old um, old radiology textbooks, and uh, one of them referred to these as um, like rontgenograms. Like, I think that's how you pronounce it, like, right? Like, like, like the the radioactive unit, like 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 a rontgen, or is it Renchen? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Regardless, I saw that and I was like, how interesting! What a, what what an old timey phrase! <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Well, they were wearing a bowler hat at the time. <laughs> it's true.
0: It's th- they were. <laughs> and then he he went on to talk about how his old friend Marie actually invented redkin and Grimes. Right. <laughs> Classic.
1: Classic Marie. Um, yeah. um, Marie Antoinette, to be clear. Yes. Famously, let them eat Renkins, is what she said yes
0: yes it it was an incredibly cruel turn of phrase
1: (laughs) it really was she
0: was like they can eat radioactive waste for all i care a lot of people think marie Antoinette is like representative of the bourgeoisie and and sort of this unfairly maligned yeah yeah not not able to like empathize with people but no she actively advocated for irradiating the poor and that's (laughs) pretty fun she did she did
1: and it wasn't it wasn't like when you irradiate packed red cells like it wasn't like like good radiation no 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 no
0: No. that's why a lot of people say marie antoinette was the first comic book villain and i mean you know did i like the story arc where batman fought marie antoinette yes is it iconic (laughs) of course
1: yeah well i mean i mean what makes it iconic is the the bat-shaped guillotine at the end (laughs) i was like i I, like i should have seen it coming and but and even still i was caught off guard and i was like this and
0: samir you know this is why i hate when people say like oh batman doesn't kill people batman doesn't kill people it's like no batman doesn't kill anybody except marie Antoinette. (laughs) one time this is clearly canon everyone agrees on this I, it's been there. It's been there. Every iconic Batman, they've had that scene. Everybody knows that scene from The Dark Knight, where he briefly stops fighting the Joker to assassinate Maria. Turret.
1: Yeah, um, I, I will say, while I think very well received um, by by fans and by critics, just because I mean, it really was kind of got to the core of the source material. There actually was some controversy about that. That was just like a random cosplayer who happened to be near the set and Christian Bale, while I think, you know, did did a great job, I think got a little too into the movie. So, I, yeah, I, I, I do like it's one of the, like I, I really like the scene, too, but I found this out recently and I, I, feel, I feel like kind of obligated to mention. And this is cl- this is like classic Christian Bale, right? I mean, there's always
0: like these little things where you're like, oh, that's kind of a lot, dude. But right. it's not like enough, you know, to use yes. the modern parlance. It's like, do we want to cancel him or is it just like, oh, maybe don't do that anymore? Yeah, it's like, like, sure. Pull, like, you know, pull you're, back. Yeah, you're yelling at people on set you kill a cosplayer. I mean, these are the little <laughs> things. It's like a little it's like okay, it's not the end of the world, right? right? But at the same time it's like, ooh, pull it back. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's it's like poor form. Yeah. I mean, who amongst us, you know, hasn't killed a cosplayer, right? Because we think they're actually the person that they're playing as, right? It's like there was that one time I saw Lex Luthor walking down the street and I was like, "Well, I got to take care of him." my old buddy superman's in town i don't want to run it you know if they run afoul of each other they've never gotten along and frankly i've never understood it but there you go right so did i kill that man yeah <laughs> but you know i didn't feel bad about it and clearly the the you know the justice system i was exonerated so the justice
1: league is actually what you're looking for <laughs> right yes <I> was,
0: <laughs> yeah they were big fits
1: <laughs> they were
0: super on board <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh boy <laughs> um okay so x-rays five Oh, how do you feel about the how do you how do you feel about the term kub
0: i'm fine with it
1: okay i i i, I know
0: that this is like classic radio i guess i should be more mad about these things but i'm not <laughs> i'm mad about practical things That's i'm help. mad that people don't give me histories on exams they want me to read like, I know you're writing a one-liner, and I know that
1: one-liner might be terrible, but at least you could copy and paste that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I will say, and this is this is outside of the bit, um, I think this is something we had discussed maybe at the end, toward the end of med school, and after our discussion, I really made a point. I I try to write, like, a good one-liner every time I have a, um, a study, unless it's literally like... It, check to make sure this ng2 is in place Sure. <laughs> then i then i, I don't there's a di- like there's post-procedural stuff and there's
0: stuff like that where it's like okay there's nothing else to this besides like we put it a line make sure the line's in the right place but then it's when people copy forward things and it's like they're just copy forwarding check ng2 placement but it's like the ng tube has been in there for 30 days dude like this is clearly not about the ng tube. <laughs> like you probably want something else. It's probably about the, the idea. pneumonia.
1: <laughs> I love the idea that this NG tube is a fucking like wild card. So it's going to hop out of place <laughs> every day. Got to check, make sure it's still there.
0: Right, right. Well, so the NG tube, you know, they're kind of the wild card. They're kind of the loose cannon. They, you know, they don't play by the books. Meanwhile, the ET tube, classic old school, follows the rules. The ET tubes actually—I don't know if you know this—a week from retirement and so
1: oh yeah. god well now well, i'm concerned for you know the classic you know one week before retirement is uh, like like story right. structure tells you like you're it's, mm.
0: and i talked to the captain and i said do we really want to pair these two together it seems like such sort of a, a an odd couple if you will right. and uh he said it makes for good tv so who am <laughs> i to disagree there, there you have it there you have it tv in this case being title volume title volume that's yeah he was talking about title volume. Cap- <laughs> captain i mean intensivist sorry <laughs>
1: I mean, they are the captain of the ship, and it works.
0: Well, I call him captain because he's captain of our softball team. <laughs> so <laughs> sure, sure. It's unrelated right. to that. Also, he
1: demands that all around start with, oh, captain, my captain, which. Sure, sure, Well, I mean, is it an abuse of power? A little, but is it fun? I, um, yes. Also. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just hate how he, I
0: don't know where he even finds these desks, because they look like they're right out of a school, and he makes us get up on the desks before we say <laughs> it. I'm like, this is dangerous. This is an OSHA
1: violation, right, without a question, too. And the thing is, it, 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 the, the worst part is he's made it part of the, um, the like universal timeout at your hospital. Sure. Which sure. I mean, that is, I mean, you can imagine beyond right de- delaying um, emergent procedures has also uh-huh. um, ma- made things a little dangerous too. I well, right, because I mean, like you're in a you're in a code, right? And like you got to push all these desks
0: into the room. Everybody's got to get up on a desk. <laughs> You know, and he's saying, you know, stop compressions. Say, oh, Captain, my captain. It's like we can't stop. Compre- Luckily, we have the Lucas. So, you know, that helps. But like, <laughs> you know, and sure. uh, the, when we first got the Lucas, he was like, stop that and make that machine say,
1: oh, Captain, my captain. <laughs> but, and we're like that. Mach- it's a machine. It can't right. do that. And it's, and it's not like open source. Like we don't have access to like the code to like change that. I don't sure. uh, You know, so that was tricky. Yeah, so we just put a label on there, and oh, that seems to have appeased him for the uh, time Oh, oh, oh it just it just says "Oh, Captain, my Captain" on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, but okay. then you know, this wise alec
1: intern, he put a label on himself that said "Oh, Captain, my Captain." Come, dude, come on, that's not gonna he work. He d- he doesn't work here anymore. Yeah, I not mean, yeah. That makes, I mean, I mean, that's I mean, that's insubordination. I, think. I mean, whether you agree or not, I mean, that's not that's not the way to go about it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's don't be snarky, man. Come you on, know? It's not. no no one needs that. Okay. Right. This is, this is a team, a, a crew, if you will. A crew, a crew. Uh, you know what I
0: always say about medicine, part of the ship, part of the crew. That's what I say. That's what I say.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's, it, what's well, difficult also, I mean, often there are these, these rowing competitions that, that arise. Least, you know, friendly, friendly rowing competitions. And I, I'm frankly tired of every time the urology team has our boat, Someone's always got to make the coxswain joke about the person directing all the rowers. And I get it. It's a funny term, urology. Like, clearly there's a connection there. But, like, the 15th annual, like, we've heard this joke 14 times. I mean, come on. It just... don't know well it's it's the classic it's like you know it's
0: what your specialty is known for and so everybody thinks that they're most original person in the world it's like they come up to the radiologist they're like you must like the dark and i'm like yes i love
1: the dark why don't you like the dark right that's i also don't like talking to people have you heard that stereotype before
0: yeah yeah and yet here you are here you are and Mm. there's words coming out of your mouth when you know that's not a thing that i enjoy right so. And it's like, it's fine, you know, it, there, there's the bigotry element of it. It's like, can a urologist to another urologist make a joke about a coxswain? Of course. But it's like, that's, it's kind of their word. It's their like, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't just like, you can't just come up to a urologist. And it's like, hey, look, you gotta, you gotta get past the initiation. And then they're always like, no, I have friends in urology. It's fine. It's like, no, it's not fine, dude. It's
1: not right. Like, I, like, you like know, no, no one wants to make a big deal of it. Like, you don't want to be that guy. Right. Sure, because then you're that guy who's right, like. Right, but it's like bucket. it's a classic. It's a classic example, like using humor as a bit of a weapon sometimes right. to sort of stifle dissent, as we've discussed previously.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a coping mechanism. It could also be a valuable social tool.
1: Yeah, it's, true. it's yeah,
0: true. I guess that was really. I mean, I think we covered the topic for the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. <don't.
1: laughs> yeah. oh. severe. And, and if you guys can't tell what the topic was, that's on you. Well, you know, I
0: think we should just invite everybody. Why don't you email us and tell us what you think the topic was for this week? (laughs) I I would love to know. (laughs) I'm very interested. We'll hold off on titling the episode until you tell us what the topic of the episode was. Let us know. Uh, Severe, 20 episodes in. How are you feeling? Are we we good for another 20 more? I think so.
1: Yeah, I th- I think, I'm I'm very hopeful we'll get picked up for season two. I mean, this has been, as I said before, this has been a ton of fun. If, you know, if, there are one, if there's one silver lining from COVID, and, you know, I mean, although awful, there have been obviously a couple, and I think one has been doing this podcast. Uh, it's been a ton of fun. I'm glad we stuck with it. Been a year, which is kind of crazy. And yeah, 20 episodes in, very exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's great. I'm, I'm a big fan. It's one of the things I look forward to every three to eight weeks that we record. <laughs>
1: No, no, it's more freaking than that, I think. Maybe I don't know, hard to say.
0: Well, well it's roughly, th- it's worked out to one episode every three weeks, I believe. That's right. what you told me. Yeah, that,
1: yeah, yeah. For over the last year, our publishing is ones every three weeks, which is actually not bad. I mean, occasionally that means like four and a half weeks and then like two weeks, but you know, still, that's like a reasonable. No, I think, um, yeah, it's been good, it's been, it's, yeah. it's been very good. And I make no promises for
0: year two will be equally as inconsistent. <laughs> that's the, the best we can do, which is a type of consistency in its own way. It's true. Frankly, if we became consistent, that would be a violation of our listeners' trust. And right, I know that that
1: would be that would be inconsistent.
0: In yeah. fact, so, so we have to stay inconsistent
1: in order to be. Otherwise,
0: consistent. yeah, our listeners would be upset. They would be like, "Wait, it's, it's been two weeks and there's
1: a new episode out." I'm sorry. No, thank you. I think we can all agree, mandatory wellness session about paradoxes in language. We said that from the beginning. Yeah, there's a few things that this podcast is about. It's a uh, it's about statistics. Uh, It's about
0: paradoxes. It's about semantics. Of course, it's about urology jokes. It's about, what else are we... It's about Batman uh, and Marie Uh, Antoinette.
1: Suture-type selection. That's been a focus. Suture-type
0: selection, yeah. Yeah, properly labeling your patients. Blob identification, I guess, is more of the sort of the the rounder term there. (laughs) I mean, we cover a lot of topics. Oh, of course, uh, solving my wife's murder. Not a topic not, on this podcast very yeah. definitively not yeah. one of those topics of all possible topics that's the least important topic yeah, i do not want to discuss that on this podcast no. no not a chance
1: and of course next week we'll get back to recapping episodes of the office <laughs> as as any good podcast does well anyway thank you guys so much for listening you can follow us on instagram at mws podcast Our website is linked on Instagram. You can email us at mandatorywellnesssession at gmail.com. And we are on iTunes, Spotify, amongst many other podcasting apps. And of
0: course, our theme song is always is Nothing Slash Anything by Wusty Reflector. See you guys next week. See ya.